What's up, everybody? Welcome to Tap Room Sports, a sports podcast unlike any other podcast around. That's right, because it's about two of the greatest things on this planet, sports and beer. I'm your host, Jordan. Stacks on stacks on stacks. Lats here as always with my guy, my co-host, my man, Mr. Big Falling Ben Larson. What's going on tonight, Ben? Not much, man. Enjoying this Sunday because we don't got work tomorrow. Thank you, El Presidentes. <laughs> I guess it would be Los Presidentes, but uh, you yes, know me. It would be know my Spanish well. <laughs> oh man, but doing good. Went to uh, went to a, a brewery today. Got some uh, narrative nice. fermentation in. Did the uh, biscuits and barrels podcast today. So I am already two beers deep some heavy ones i got a 10 percent uh, russian go, river yeah. and a 11.8 percent uh firestone in me so hell yeah how dude. it is there we how go. you doing i'm good man i'm good uh you know kind of a quiet weekend in sports because you know not a ton going on other than the all-star game college basketball but i mean we got a lot of news that broke this weekend which was kind of yep. crazy I, what a lot unexpected and then obviously Sorry, I'm like burping as I'm doing this. But obviously, <laughs> uh, today during the Michigan-Wisconsin game, something happened, which we're going to get into a little bit later. So, slow week, but got a lot to talk about, even though it's a slow week, which is yeah, which is nice to have. But I'm excited to be here, man. Excited to be here. We're getting close to March Madness, baby. And that's good. Yes, we're three sir. weeks away from getting a fucking bracket. We'll definitely do a bracket yeah. challenge we'll figure something out this year uh so for stay sure. tuned for that but yeah man and i'm drinking well i'm not drinking a beer right now but i'm drinking something alcoholic that's there we good. go <laughs> that works i mean it still hits our premise of uh you know sitting at a bar drinking beer talking sports so yep. i like it i'll definitely take it um yeah so that's the other half of our podcast. We're going to be talking sports and we're going to be drinking some beer or alcoholic beverages. Let's put yes, it at sir. that tonight. Um, but, uh, you know, big thing is we wanted to bring some good beers, some good drinks out to you guys. So you can hopefully, you know, try something out, drink something that we're drinking, or at least go out to some breweries, check out, uh, you know, some of the, the places that we've been spotlighting on this show and really just try to, you know, take things to that higher level in your beer knowledge and that's something that both jordan and i have definitely grown over these last you know this last year and a half really of uh doing this podcast and you know it's it's been a ton of fun we love supporting our local breweries our local brewers and um you know just getting out there and and being able to get out there to breweries now which is the huge thing but um gotta say that we are sponsored by Tavour tonight. So uh make sure to go to Tavour.com, download the Tavour app, use promo code Taproom, that's T-A-P-R-O-O-M, and get ten dollars off your first purchase of twenty-five dollars or more. Let's go. I don't think y'all. either of us I don't think either of us are drinking Tavour beers tonight, but it's okay. That's okay. I I get my shipment in, I think, in a few days. So it's been shipped. I just have to. Uh, One of the beers I'm drinking, so. you can uh, breweries at least on uh, Tavour often. There we go. There we go. I'll take it. Yeah, I'll definitely take it. Yes. So, what is what's your first drink tonight? Since it's not a beer. So this is a Newtopia cider, and I I did another one of these on the 
on one of our previous episodes. So this is a cider yeah. company out of San Diego, California. Um, and they really like specialize in, you know, using like, uh, like really all natural ingredients. And they usually like collaborate with like the farm that they get the fruit from. Mm-hmm. Um, this one doesn't have a collaboration, but it's called PB and B cider factory. And it's a okay. blueberry cider with natural flavors. Um, and it has peanut butter in it and apples, obviously. Um, but you know, I've, I've done some PB and J sours on, on the show before. Yeah. A cu- one I think was like really good. The other one I wasn't really too fond of. I've had some really shitty PB and J sours and I've had some like <laughs> excellent ones. Um, yeah. and this one, like you can see the pour. It looks like Welch's That's grape juice. It's like very purple. Dark. Yeah, it's dark purple. Yeah. But aroma definitely get obviously like a cider aroma, but you also definitely get hints of peanut butter in there. Okay. So there we looking go. forward to this one. What are you sipping on, man? I know you just sipped on like two heavy ass beers. I <laughs> did, and I was thinking ahead. So I, I was smart. I got two light beers for the show. So uh first one that I'm gonna be drinking tonight is one that we've been at least I've been uh, drinking a lot of, and that's Barrel Brothers. And they are out of Windsor, California, which is kind of Sonoma County. So just north of the Bay Area here. And um, this is called the Fresh Rinse Shower Beer. Uh, so it is a crisp and clean American lager. Um, it is clear, Ooh, yeah. absolutely clear. And um, Good old lager, you know, baby. it is, uh, yep, it is a great, just, you know, from the first initial sip, it's a great beer that is going to be something that I go to countless times during the summer because yeah. it is something that's really, really light, really easy coming in at 4.2%, which you cannot beat, um, you know, for a, a good summer beer or like it says, a shower beer, because um, yeah. there's nothing wrong with drinking a shower beer. It is uh, probably one of the best beers that you'll take. Um, so, you know, definitely, uh, definitely one that I'll probably go back to as long as this sticks up to its first initial sip. Nice, dude. Very mm-hmm. much looking forward to that one. Looking forward to hearing that because I love loggers. And now we're moving towards summer too, dude. And that's like logger yep. season, dude. Pilsner logger yeah. season is upon us, baby. Definitely, um, if we get some baseball in, we'll definitely, you'll be hearing a lot of us drinking a lot of uh, pilsners and loggers. So that's a big if. Big if, and we're gonna we're, we're gonna talk about that later. So we'll, we're gonna save that, and we're just gonna jump right into it. All right. So first thing we're gonna hop into today, obviously not a not a ton on the NFL front, uh, but you know All Star Weekend back in Cleveland, where you know LeBron is from, born and raised in Akron, Ohio. So a little bit of a homecoming for him. Yeah, and a lot of I mean, he said a lot of things in the in his press conferences with media sessions. And then also we're getting a lot of reports coming from, you know, what I think are, are leaks, obviously. Yeah. Two sides leaking stuff, the Lakers and then LeBron, AD and Clutch Sports. But we'll, we'll start with the first thing, dude, which was <clears throat> I think the thing that everybody's talking about. And LeBron said this week that his last year will be played with his son. So he said, quote, unquote, wherever Bronny is at, that's where I'll be. I would do whatever it takes to play with my son for one year. It's not about the money at that point, end quote. Yeah. So what? what's your thoughts on on, on this quote? And, and by thoughts, I mean like, you know, uh, I mean, just every everything surrounding it, Ben. Like, what's, what's your first takeaway from hearing this? 
I mean, first and foremost, I don't think he's happy with the Lakers whatsoever. Um, and I think this, he, he wouldn't have said that if he was happy with the Lakers, I think he would have kind of pushed it more so for, you know, that, you know, the Lakers should do everything to get Bronny onto, you know, his team. Um, but it, to me, this really just kind of pushes that he's so unhappy right now that he doesn't care where he'll be. I mean, I understand that, you know, first and foremost, it's going to be to play with his kid, but that's like, if I'm a Lakers in the organization, if I'm a higher up in the Lakers, that's telling me right there that he's not happy. And, you know, I'd, I'd be worried if I was on the Lakers front and I know that's going to be what, two years away, but yeah. That's something that they well, should be actually one year. He's, he's a free agent after 2023. So only one more season on his deal. Yeah. Um, so I get that's, that's just a, that, that's just a worry for me if I'm coming from the Lakers standpoint. Um, but I think it's great. I think he should play with Bronny. He has that opportunity too. Um, and you know, it, it would be, I mean, whatever team that is, it's going to be a huge, huge draw for everyone to come to those games. I mean, every single game will be sold out, whether LeBron is playing well or not. And it doesn't matter if you have, you know, the Pistons, the Magic coming into town, that game is going to be sold out. So, and wherever they go, that game is going to be sold out. So I think it's, I think it's good news for NBA to have that father-son duo i mean you can go back to mlb with griffey senior and junior playing together that was awesome yeah i mean i obviously he wants to play with his son and that that would be dope but um real quick can you do do some math for me real fast yep all right what's thirty-eight thousand three hundred and eighty-seven? wow big math okay thirty-eight thousand three eighty-seven. Minus thirty six thousand five hundred and fifty nine. That's like one thousand. What is it? Eight hundred around there. One thousand seven hundred something. Uh, it's one thousand eight hundred and twenty six. Damn, dude, I'm fucking pretty good, dude. There you go. Um, that's how many points he needs to tie Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Okay. Now take twenty seven and divide it by how many he need by how many that was one thousand twenty seven. Yeah, twenty seven divided by one thousand seven or eight hundred and what eight hundred fifty thousand eight hundred and twenty six divided by twenty seven sixty seven point six two sixty seven point six two twenty seven yeah. divided by one thousand twenty seven divided by one thousand. 27 divided by 18. Yeah. Div- Is that, 27. Uh, I don't know where you're getting these numbers, but. Well, no, the, eight, the 18. Point, point 0.0147. Hold on. So you, you said 1,800, right? 1,826. Oh. Yeah. Divided yeah. by 27 is 67. Yeah. That's how many games it should take based on LeBron's average for him to break Kareem's record. Okay. So that would set him up to break it next year, yeah. And then he would be a free agent. Because I absolutely, like, 
a lot of stuff came out this week. Like, a lot of reporters, Chris Broussard being one of them, is like, you know, the Lakers could very well entertain trading LeBron and, and Kareem this offseason. But there's no way the Lakers are going to trade him when he's chasing Kareem and he's only 67 games away based on averaging 27. He's averaging more than 27 this year. He's averaging like 30 points a game this year, basically. Mm. So you're telling me there's no way they're going to trade him in the midst of that, like titles, chasing titles away from me. And I think at this point, LeBron sees it too. Like he knows his team isn't going to compete for a title. Even if they made a trade at the deadline this year, you know what I mean? Like what were they going to do really? That was going to push them to be a contender, dude. They're so far away from it. Like, that roster is yeah. fucking dog shit. And then AD's yeah. out with the fucking ankle injury now. So now the yeah. only yeah. thing for LeBron to play for is that scoring title. And his legacy set, dude. Like, whether he wins another like, ring or no doesn't. No question at all. It doesn't yeah. matter, dude. It doesn't matter at this point. You know what I mean? He has four rings, four finals MVPs. And if he breaks Kareem's scoring record, and he'll do it in less games, too, because he's like 200 games away from tying Kareem. You know what okay. I mean? Like, that's that's a beautiful legacy, dude. That's like, you know, goat worthy. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I don't think there's any question. Well, there is question of of goat worthy, but you know, he's at very worst on dude, the person. He's one. He's, he's one to switch. Like, yeah, he's one, two, or three. It's not dude. a question. There. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's really no other argument to be made as far yeah. as playing with Bronny. I mean, I don't see the Lakers being a contender next year either. You know what I mean? And then after his deal comes up in 23, you know, Bronny won't be a free, uh, he won't get drafted till 2024 unless they start letting uh, players right out of high school get drafted. Yeah. And right now, you know, most scouts have Bronny as like a second round draft pick, if that. Um, and, And he didn't get to play last summer because he was rehabbing his knee injury. So. We do have to keep that in mind. So he does have a summer to build up. Plus, he has a senior year, so he could very well improve and get drafted. But the yeah. fact that LeBron's saying, I'll play wherever in my last year, like, if I'm a fucking the Orlando Magic, dude, I'll be like, okay, I'll, I'll reach and yeah. take Bronny just exactly. to get LeBron, yep. you know, for the just for the, the draw of people coming, you know? Yep. Because they know it's going to be his last year, so they're going to want to see him play. Yeah. So I could very yeah. well see, you know, a team doing that, drafting Bronny, and then LeBron comes and plays for a million bucks. Yeah. You know? And yeah, because at that point, it'll be league minimum. Yeah. And I think after 2023, like, he could very well make probably max money, you know, barring a crazy decline, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I think at that point, like, he may just be like, yo, I'll go play for the minimum to play with, uh, you know, Steph up in Golden State or uh, Giannis, you know, in Milwaukee. Like, mm-hmm. he, he very well might take less money to go to a contender right away. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. I could I very well see, see that. that happening. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy, man. But it's crazy that all this all this stuff dropped. But, uh, you know, what? Just this week, too, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, just this week, dude. <laughs> and then there's, like, reports coming out from, like, different reporters and you can obviously tell it's like, you know, the Lakers taking shots at LeBron and AD and clutch sports, which represents LeBron and AD taking shots at the Lakers. At the Lakers. Yeah. I mean, so what, what the fuck is going to happen with the Lakers, dude? Like, that's my biggest question mark. Like 
do you even entertain trading Anthony Davis in the offseason? Do you entertain, like, what are they going to do? What can and that's, they do? That's a, a huge question because they have to they have to decide whether they're at that rebuild stage now or if they are going to, you know, try to build up for one more year because I, I think that's really their window right now is just one more single year. And, you know, the way that AD is is playing like it's even hurt. when he's healthy yeah. is not that great and you know it, it the addition of russell was a huge flop and if you're you know gm if your owners are going in and, and trying to you know find ways to patch their holds well they just failed miserably this term so the so the biggest you report have to come coming back out, and find something big the biggest report coming out ben is that the uh, LeBron and AD, although they didn't say LeBron and AD, it's just Clutch Sports is upset that there was a deal in place for the Lakers to acquire John Wall and Christian Wood along with the Lakers' 2027 first-round draft pick for Russell Westbrook and Taylor Horton Tucker. Mm-hmm. And they didn't do it, and those two are supposedly upset, reportedly upset. Yeah. And that's, why, well, that's where all this is stemming from. But, well, and there's there's reports that they were talked to, you know, Lakers are saying that they did talk to AD and LeBron, and LeBron and AD are saying that the Lakers didn't talk to them. Yep. So whose side are we to believe here? And, you yeah. know, what, what it's, you know, there's, there's it, a lot of disconnect. It's a lot of he says, she said at this point, because LeBron yeah. and AD are the reason why Russell Westbrook is there. You know what I mean? Like they wanted yeah. Russ there. Obviously, LeBron wanted Russ there to take wear and tear off him until he realized, like, yo, this dude fucking sucks. And it's been a totally different thing. And, yep. um, you know, and that's that. But, like, I also, if this report's true that this deal was on the table, like, I don't blame the Lakers because getting John Wall and Christian Wood, that doesn't make you a contender. It doesn't put you over the Phoenix Suns. It doesn't put you over the Grizzlies. It doesn't put you over the Warriors. Like, you're still going to lose you're going to get in the playing game cuz that's where you're at right now. You're probably not going to go up and down. Yeah. And then you got to play one of those top 3 teams like dude, why why get rid of a 2027 draft pick when you're not going to make it, you know what I mean? Like Yeah. You don't have many draft picks to begin with. Yeah. <laughs> so why give anything, up the one you're, you do you're have? making it Yeah. And if anything you're making it to the playoffs but you don't have the depth in the team to go deep or yeah. at least they they have the depth in the team, but they just don't have the the continuity in that like. Well, they don't have the right flow. pieces. Yeah, to get things going. They have a bunch of dudes that are like good shooters, but they're sorry defensively, and then they have a bunch of dudes that are good defensively, and they're sorry on offense. So they have yeah, like, yeah. Oh, if they could like combine those players together in one person, they'd be much better suited. But dude, it's it's rough, and you know, I had to. I had Maurice Smith on last week for in the game and he's a Lakers guy and we were talking Lakers. And I mean, he was saying like at this point, you know, you'd love to see it work with LeBron because LeBron's still playing well, but it's just like, they're just in a, a bad situation and it just makes sense to like blow it up and move on. If you're the Lakers other than LeBron chasing Kareem's record, you know? So I don't think, I don't think, Lakers fans necessarily are what's the word I'm looking for? They're not necessarily 
you know, too optimistic that they have a chance, <laughs> I guess I would yeah. say this year or next year. Yeah. No, oh, absolutely. Which is uh, not normal for the Lakers. Yeah. No, that's definitely different Laker talk. Yep. Different from usual. But let's, uh, let's hop into our top five teams of the week this week. So, Ben, last week, speaking on NHL, obviously we had the NHL All-Star game last – or no, that was two weeks ago on. Damn, that was two weeks that ago. That was a week and a half, yeah. Uh, so, last week you had Colorado number one, Florida number two, Carolina number three, Tampa number four. No, that's, that's this week. Oh. Last, last week you yeah. had Colorado, Florida, Carolina – Damn, give away my teams, huh? <laughs> Pittsburgh, Tampa Bay, <laughs> and you had Minnesota. So you have Pittsburgh, yeah. Tampa Bay tied for four, and then you have Minnesota number five. What's your what's your top five team? Well, obviously, I just said it it looks a little different, yeah. but but explain you, explain it, dude. Explain it. What's your top five teams this week? Yeah, so really there wasn't any movement in one, two, and three. So you didn't uh, you didn't you didn't bust the pooch there on that one. But uh, <laughs> we'll start with honor uh, honorable mention here. Um, we're going to be going with the Minnesota wild again. Um, they have been absolutely on a tear, um, seven, three and oh, in their last 10 games. And, you know, we talked about this last week. They are, they have a lot more, uh, home games, which I think really can push them into moving up in this, uh, in the standings here. Um, they're at 47 games, which is the least games played within the, uh, you know, within the NHL and they're ranked, uh, number eighth overall in the whole NHL. So, um, I think with those games in hand, they can definitely jump up points. Um, and I mean, they're, they're, they're close. I mean, they're only two points out of seventh, three, sorry, four out of, uh, you know, fourth and really only nine out of first place in the, the league here. Um, so they definitely have a chance. So they did nice. move down from number five to my honorable mention here. All right. Um, we're going to move, uh, a team that wasn't even on our list, not even in my honorable mention last week uh, to number five, and that's going to be the Calgary flames. They uh, made a big trade this week to get Tyler Trafoli, um, which is going to be a good depth piece kind of in that second or third line, you know, floater, uh, which is going to be a huge addition to what Calgary needs. They need more scoring depth in the, the lower uh, lines. So this is a huge ad for them. And I like how they added it earlier than the trade deadline here. It gives a little more time to get that continuity. Um, they're on an absolute tear right now, 9-1-0 in their last 10. Um, so they're getting 19 out of 20 possible points in their last 10 games, which is absolutely huge. Um, and they've been playing some decent teams, definitely playoff level quality uh, teams. They are sitting at 10th place in the league right now, but only a point behind eighth. Um, so that, uh, you know, that, that definitely helps. And they've only got 48 games played. Um, so they do have a lot of games in, or a couple games in hand on the teams that are, you know, in one through nine right now. Um, so we're going to give that to number five, just as, as they're playing right oh, now. They only have 48 um, games played. 48 games played. Yeah. Minnesota has 47. Um, when did the playoffs the start for hockey? They're going to be May. Jesus. May to June. So they're going to like, yeah. Damn. So the Stanley Cup's going to be in July again? Probably. Dude, actually. Yeah. And, and this might, dude, Ben. Hold on. I don't mean to interrupt your top five here, but this may be the perfect storm for the NHL because if baseball doesn't have a season and the NBA is going back to their like normal schedule, dude, the the uh, finals are going to be over in the beginning of July. 
And then hockey yeah. is the only thing on, dude. Dude. Hockey playoffs too, which is fun. Perfect storm, bro. Yeah. If I mean we're really just over halfway through the season. If the NHL games... can't recover after that, blow the whole sport up, dude. <laughs> blow the whole sport up. There you go. There we go. All, All right, what's number four? Sorry, back. I didn't mean to get off on that. All good. Number four is going to be the Tampa Bay Lightning. They are tied for fourth in the, the league right now. Um, they've got 49 games played, but uh, the big thing that we can look at is they are 7-2-1 and one in their last 10 um, and really even evenly kind of scheduled between home and away games. So, you know, within their last few, they're going to be, you know, traveling as well as getting some some home cook in there. I mean, a good thing with the East Coast teams is they don't have to travel a lot, which is, uh, you know, get definitely a, a big push. And with an older team like Tampa Bay, I think that can definitely be beneficial. Um, number three, we're going to go with Carolina. Uh, the Hurricanes are, are you know, playing out of their minds. They're same with Tampa Bay at 49 games played, but they've got two more points in hand here. Um, they've played a few more games at home, but they're they're really – kind of big thing is they're sporting a plus 54 goal differential, which is 24 more goals than what Tampa Bay is pushing up right now. Um, So we're going to keep them at number three, number two, we got to stay with Florida. Um, This is a, this is a really tough one between Florida and uh, Colorado for the number one and two, Um, but I'm going to keep things as they are just because of basic numbers here. Uh, Florida's played 50 games uh, with 75 points and Colorado has played 49 games with 76 points. Uh, Big thing with, with uh, Colorado right now is they are, I mean, both of these teams are on an absolute tear. Um, Florida eight two and zero in their last ten. Um, Colorado eight one and one in their last ten. So Colorado's got was it seventeen out of the possible twenty, and Florida's got sixteen out of the possible twenty points. Florida's on a three game win streak. Colorado's on a two game win streak. So we're gonna keep, uh, you know, keep the numbers kind of in as the deciding factor here for our number one and two. So we're going to go Colorado, number one, Florida, two, Calgary, three, Tampa Bay, four, Calgary. Um, sorry, did I say Carolina, three, Tampa Bay, four, Calgary, five, and then Minnesota still got a young, good team at the honorable mention. Nice man. Steady or Raider Eddie's team, Calgary flames right there, dude. There we go. Yeah. They need their goalie to keep standing on his head. That's for sure. Are the NHL playoffs going to be on ESPN and TNT? Yes. Damn, that's going to be huge, dude. Will definitely help this year. That is going to be massive. All right, let's hop into our top five NBA teams of the week. So last week we had Phoenix Suns number one, Miami Heat number two, Golden State Warriors number three, Memphis Grizzlies number four, and Milwaukee Bucks number five. Honorable mention was the Bulls and Sixers. This week, the Bucks are dropped from honorable mention. They're dropped from the top five. They aren't even in the conversation right now. They got some fucking things to figure out. Honorable mention, we got the Philadelphia 76ers obviously coming off that big win at Milwaukee. Huge win right before the All-Star break. And then we had number five, uh, Chicago Bulls tied for the top seed um, with, with Miami right now at 38-21. and 21. They don't have Lonzo Ball back from injury. So really, DeMar DeRozan is playing at an incredible level. First time, first player in NBA history to go seven games of 30-plus points per game and over 50% from the floor. Really incredible stuff. Memphis Grizzlies, number four at 41-19, and 19, still doing their thing. 
Warriors number three, 42 and 17. I'm, I don't, I don't love the Warriors at three, but they somehow they keep winning games because they're they don't have a hard schedule, but they're winning the games. You know what I mean? And they have yeah, they have the second best record in the league. So I'm putting them at number three. Miami Heat number two, 38 and 21, best record in the East, number one seed in the East, and then we got the Phoenix Suns number one, 48 and 10, still the best team. But Chris Paul is going to be out. Four to six weeks, so that's something to keep an eye on here. Missing Chris Paul, so should be very interesting moving forward. Second half of the year begins. There's only, I, sh- I say second half, but there's only 22 games left for most teams. So, you know, yeah. we're really down to the stretch here. Also, uh, playoffs coming soon. But the one thing I will say about the NBA real quick is that, you know, teams that are contenders, like we know who the contenders are, dude, at this point. And a lot of them take nights off, dude. There's 82 games in a season. And that's another thing that was said during the All-Star break is Daryl Morey, the GM of the Sixers, said that they should cut the season to 56 games and one-game playoff. I don't agree with the one-game playoff, but I definitely agree with the 56-game season. I think it's way too fucking long. I think 82 games is way too fucking much, dude. We know who the best teams are after 50 games. Yeah. That's why I like that. Uh, Let's take a break real quick. We're going to get a word from one of our Taproom Sports affiliates. Then we will hop back in here um, and we will talk a lot of stuff. MLB, more NBA, some college hoops. Stay locked, stay loaded. We'll be right back. It's NFL season, and that means it's time to gamble on football. Don't worry about spending endless nights researching games. We've got you covered. I'm Big Ball and Ben Larson. And I'm Jordan Stacks on Stacks on Stacks, lads. And I'm Steady, Eddie Martin, and we are the APR Podcast. Join us every Thursday morning as we dive in and handicap every game of the upcoming week. Impress your friends and family with your newfound knowledge of NFL football. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We'll see y'all there. Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We'll see y'all there. I call it the annexation of Puerto Rico. All right, we are back, and it is time to get back to these beers. We had these good ones for the first uh, half of the podcast. Now it is time to get into beer number two. So, Jordan, what are you drinking right now? I'm drinking a Haze on the Horizon India Pale Ale from Coronado Brewing Company. Coronado Brewing Company also from Southern California, near San Diego. Um. So, yeah, man, drinking this one, Hazy IPA. You know, I love my Hazy IPAs. This one definitely oh, yeah. is a little bit more hazy. Oh, definitely hazy. And I've always enjoyed Coronado Brewing Company, so definitely looking forward to this one. I haven't even take, taken a sip yet, so I can't even tell you what it even tastes like. But I will I will explain how they explain it real quick just so we can get them okay. into the show. Like the marine layer lingering over the San, San Diego coastline, haze on the horizon is pleasantly cloudy and full of body. Nelson, Citra, Sabro, and Motuka, Motika? Yep. Motika hops yep. gives this beer a bright tropical citrus profile with a lingering white grape and coconut undertones. I'm not a big coconut fan, so we'll see how this goes. Yeah, there we go. 
There we go. Okay, so I my second beer of the night. I I mean we talked about it earlier. I've drinking a lot of beer tonight with biscuits and barrels, and now this podcast. Um, so I went light again. And this is a four point two percent, and this is called G Wagon. Um, so awesome can art. I'm not gonna lie. This is why I bought the beer is because of the can art. Um, it's definitely a, a you know quality you know collaboration art release which they've done. Uh, but this is from local brewing company, and this is out of San Francisco, so literally 40 minutes north for me. Um, and this is an oaked lager. So cool thing about this, it's a beach smoked malt, um, which is a, a Pilsner malt. And it's uh, they soaked the oak, the oak chips um, that they, you know, used within brewing this beer in bullet whiskey. So Ooh. big fan of bourbon and bullet. So I'm, I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, to seeing how this comes out within the beer. It's super clear, Hell super yeah. clear. Yeah, it beer. is very so, clear, especially for, yeah. it was aged in a bullet beer, bourbon barrel. Uh, aged in, it aged with oak chips oak that were chips. soaked in oh, bullet. Okay, okay, okay. I still so, for a light beer like that. Yeah. Um, quick question. Have you ever had a like any beer that was aged in like a tequila and they barrel. Yes, I have. I got one from, um, from Tavour, which was a tequila, you know, it was, it was aged. I don't know if it was in a tequila barrel, um, but it was, it, it had those essence of tequila in it. Yeah. So I had, a so one time in, um, in Monterey, What's that brewery out there? Or it's not. It's not a brewery. Canary Road Brewing Company. It's not a brewery okay. anymore, but it's a tap house basically. Yeah. Um. They had like a special dude, like where Firestone came out there and like poured one night. So Firestone <laughs> brought like kegs of stuff that like they don't release anywhere else, you know. And one of them was a, it was a eight oh five that was aged in a fucking tequila barrel. Oh my okay. god, dude! This shit got me so fucked up. <laughs> i'm not even lying to you bro like oh uh, dude I, I couldn't even tell you how it tastes i i obviously liked it because i drank like 10 of them that night yeah and i barely remember it all i remember That's is probably why because you drank 10 yeah but... oh absolutely absolutely but i i do remember the like being there and oh man awesome and enjoying it you thought it was good right oh i mean for sure i mean i drank 10 of them that means that i liked That's... it That's true. And the Touché. fact that, you know, they were, so, my friend. they were so good that I didn't even like, you know, no, I didn't even think about, oh, these were Asian the tequila barrel. It's probably not good. <laughs> I probably didn't even have 10. I probably had like four, but. Well, yeah. And, and you really just, with the barrel aged beers, you're just really going to be getting the taste out of it. You're not going to be getting a higher, you'll get a little bit of higher alcohol percentage because the yeast has more time to kind of, uh, for me, uh, yeah ferment and, and eat up those sugars to yeah. get a higher alcohol percentage but it's not going to be that significantly higher i mean dude i can drink like 12805s and like not and i can drive i, I don't i, I don't, do don't suggest either. it but don't say that <laughs> we do not condone that yeah no no oh, i should say i could drive a golf cart on 18 perfectly fine there we go okay you know I mean? uh, yes done but done this tequila aged one was, it was definitely a little bit different. Like it was harder okay. hitting, but still like, it just tastes so good that you could just like pound it. Cause most, most high percentage beers, you can't like drink a ton of because they're, they're thick, they're heavy. They're, you know what I mean? Like you just can't do it. 
And if yeah. you can, you're a savage. You know what I mean? It's true. It's very true. Let's hop in to pour me another, though. It's that time. So MLB announced that all activity, any spring training games, obviously uh, catchers and uh, pitchers still have not reported to spring training. So what's your thoughts on what's happening with MLB? Are we going to get a season? Then? I think we're going to get a season. I mean, there's, there's too much at risk with us not having a season. I think we're just going to be into a much shorter season. I mean, I'm talking, you know, anywhere from 60 to 100 games. And, you know, that's going to push back the season probably two months or so. Um, you know, and I just don't think that there's... I, I think there's too much money to be made for the owners to let this go on any further. I think they're going to have to balk. They're going to have to uh, kind of just bend over to what the players want because if there's no players on the field, then they don't make any money. And even just a year of them not making money is, is going to be a major, major hit on their pockets. And not only that, because, I mean, really, you know, we've talked about this before, like, Major League Baseball is in a very good spot right now. Like, have the yeah. highest ratings, highest um, attendance too, and that's like coming out of a pandemic, dude. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and they all and it was just at, at the highest point, and now the owners are like, I mean, if something doesn't happen in the next week, we're not gonna get a season, in my opinion, dude. Yeah. Like this is going to tell because the players aren't gonna budge, dude. It's on the owners. Yeah. The owners have to be the ones to budge, and if they don't budge. We may not have a season, and this is only going to hurt the owners even more because it's going to be even more difficult to get out of a strike. Dude. I mean, MLB is already a sport that is third going on fourth in the in America, dude. You know, soccer yeah. is going to overtake it pretty soon. So they cannot afford to miss the season. dude. They can't at no. all. No way. No way. All right, let's move on to our second one. And uh, this happened last night, Saturday night. Um, and it was the abysmal, abysmal performance of the dunk contest. Um, over the last couple of years, we've seen the dunk contest really just go down and down and down in ratings. I think it was, what, 2014 or 2016? I think it was 2016 that we saw our last good uh, dunk contest. And in, everything uh, since... Yeah, everything since has just been just been trash and uh we got to look into this and, and really kind of think how it can be fixed so what would one thing be first off what did you think of the dunk contest last night and what's something that we can do to fix this because i mean bro it's it's lame ben i'm not even gonna lie dude i did not even watch the dunk contest you didn't uh, miss anything. Yeah, that's apparently that's what I heard, dude. I, I didn't yeah. miss anything. Um, I did obviously catch the highlights of it, um, but I, I honestly I rather watch Fresno State versus San Diego State and U University Santa Barbara, UC Santa Barbara versus fucking Long Beach State. Like that's what I prefer to watch. Yeah. Over the dunk contest. You're right, dude. Yeah. Dunk contest hasn't been good in a while. And I don't know how to fix it at this point. Have those professional yeah. dunkers dunk, the guys that, like, only dunk. Or have a one-on-one -on -one tournament. But even having a one-on-one -on -one tournament, like, I don't think you're going to get the best guys, like, because they have nothing to win. 
they yeah. only have something to lose. Like if they lose a tournament, it's like, oh, you suck. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's why they don't. That's why they don't do the dunk contest. Honestly, like why? What? What benefits John Moran to do the dunk contest? Yeah. Doesn't benefit yeah. him at all. Because if he loses, it's like, oh, what the fuck? Like how the fuck did he lose? They look at yeah. you different. Like, yeah. I don't know how it can be fixed, honestly. But that shit was trash. <laughs> you know? What yeah. I mean? It really was. But I think part of the problem is that we've seen it all before. You've seen every single one of those dunks that happened last night. Yeah, it's every hard to be creative, one of them. Dude. Yeah. And, you know, I, I was stoked to see JTA out there just because I'm a Warriors fan. And that's the only way that he's going to be able to, you know, get into any of these skills competitions. But, like, it's, it's just, it's lost its aura. And that used to be what everybody came to All-Star Games Hills competition to watch. Yep. And now it's just uh, it's an afterthought. And, you know, the, the commentators had it last night. They came in with the expectation of it to be a 9 out of a 10. They flipped that 9 over and it was a 6 out of 10. Yep. And it's uh, the only way that I think that they can come back with this is to make almost challenges. Like you have to do this type of dunk and the best person who does this type of dunk wins that round and then you just or or the worst person to make that dunk loses the round and they're out and you have you know four rounds and then once you're down to one-on-one yeah they can have their best dunk or you know show me something flashy but it was just everything we've seen before yeah i mean it's it's, boring it's just so hard it's so hard to get creative dude like everything's been done basically and like they try to get creative by like putting tims on or kind of like telling a story through a dunk but Mm -hmm. for like the average viewer like dude it's like okay like all right i mean it's not exciting dude so they definitely gotta fix it bro they gotta do something but i don't i'm glad i'm not getting paid those big bucks dude uh, Alright, let's uh, listen to this clip real quick from I didn't Juwan like the Howard. I timeout being called, and I'll be totally honest with you. Uh, I thought it was, you know, not necessary at that moment, uh, especially being a large lead. Uh, and then for half the timeout, uh, be called with three seconds or four seconds to go. Uh, you know, I felt that that was, you know, what I felt wasn't fair to our guys. Alright, so Juwan Howard, obviously, if you're living under a rock today, it was probably the biggest thing that happened. Obviously, this is coming out Monday, but we're recording this Sunday. Juwan Howard got, like, threw a punch at Wisconsin, a Wisconsin assistant coach. Um, but that was after he got into words with Wisconsin's head coach, uh, Gary Beard. Uh, they got into it, dude, and... Uh, John Howard, obviously, from that, that clip, he was upset that Wisconsin called a timeout with 15 seconds left of 15. You know, what's your thoughts on what happened, Ben? And do you think Juwan Howard survives this? I don't. Because he got physical with uh, with another, you know, association here. Um, so I don't think he, he survives this. This is his second instance where he's, I mean, he got at words with another coach. I think it was last year. Um but had to be restrained but because he got physical i think it's it's done for him here um you got to think about it from the other side like this is a coach who is coaching young players who are learning the game at a higher level and they had four seconds left to you know move the ball 
and he wanted to give them more time because these are bench players. These are not the top players who were, you know, who, who know the game at even, you know, better aspect of that higher level. So, like, I think it was a, an okay move by Wisconsin to call that timeout. I'm sorry that you got frustrated with it, but that there's no justification of that, of throwing a punch that was aimed at the coach that hit the assistant coach. Yeah, dude. I and mean, what precedent are you setting for your team? That's, that's the thing, dude, is like... I mean, to be honest, I don't think he'll get fired. I think he's going to get suspended indefinitely for at least this season. But if he does get fired, like, it wouldn't shock me because of exactly what you just said. Like, he's supposed to be a leader of young men. And he doesn't only represent himself. He represents a university, their alumni, their students, their student athletes. Like, he, he represents all of that. The city of Ann Arbor. It's bigger than you. And, like, to throw a punch as a head coach, being the leader of a program... I mean, the, the players were bigger men. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that, but I, I just... I'll bet, I'll bet two on on uh, Michigan because they threw punches too. After he threw a punch, though. Oh, absolutely, yeah. It oh, 100%. That. Um, but yeah, dude, I mean, the Big Ten can only suspend in two games based on their bylaws, so it's going to be on the university to take that step. And, you know, I, I wouldn't, absolutely would not shock me if he got fired. I just, I don't think he's going to get fired. Um, yeah. But I do think there's other options. There, all so. right, all right, all right. There we go. All right, all right, all right. It's that time of the night, baby. It's that time for our best bets of the week. Let's win this money. Let's win this money. So, Ben, uh, last week you went one and one. Right? We both went one and yep. one. Both went one and one. Yep. Both went one and one. Uh, you had Toronto minus one and a half or minus one, yeah, one and a half puck line, and then you had uh, that was a winner, and then you had Warriors Clippers under two twenty five and a half, and you lost by a half of a point. Yeah, that was that's tough. called a perfect handicap, dude. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Or uh, uh, the books made the perfect line, so you had to really be on that one. What's your two best bets of the week this week? Yeah, so I'm going to go with hockey. That has been uh, kind of where I've been focusing on, at least in my personal bets. So I'm going to continue to go that way. And I've been loving these little two-team parlays um, that uh, really have been making me a ton of money here. Um, so we're going to do one for Monday, one for Tuesday. And the first one that we're going to do is for Monday. Um, and we're going to be, first game is going to be the Carolina Hurricanes over the Flyers. Um, and right now, Carolina is minus G10 on the money line here. Uh, but they have just been absolutely on fire at being the top team in the Metropolitan. Um, on the road, they're 17-7-2. Uh, where you look at the Flyers, and they're not doing too well at home. They're 8-12-4 at home. Um, and remember those numbers, because we're going to be coming back to that in a little bit there. Uh, the second team that we're going to parlay that with is the Toronto Maple Leafs over the Montreal Canadiens. Ooh, the Montreal Canadiens. Ouch. Uh, Toronto minus 350 uh, money line for this game. And since you're not getting any, you know, good odds for that, then at least a, a good value for that. We're going to parlay these two together and get around that, like, plus probably 75 plus 100 area uh, for this parlay. Um, you can look at the Leafs who are, what, second overall? I'm sorry, fourth overall in the league. Um 
and they are playing really well on the road, 14-8-2. and um, And then you look at Montreal, who is dead last in the league, even worse, even worse than the Arizona Coyotes, which is definitely tough to do. Coyotes are going to play a, Montreal. in the fucking college stadium soon. Yeah, it's, it's going to be, it's horrible. Uh, Montreal at home, 6-17-1. Rough. Yeah. Absolutely rough. So we're going to we're gonna parlay those two games, Carolina over the Flyers and then Leafs over Montreal for our first best bet. Uh, Tuesday, we're going to go with another parlay. That is going to be the Minnesota Wild over the Ottawa Senators. And if we look at that game, don't bet at money line because you're not going to get good value on that. Um, you're going to be looking at probably about minus 200 on that one. Uh, the Vig has not come out yet on that, but it is not going to be pretty. Uh, Wild 31, 13, and 3 versus the Senators, who are 18, 26, and 5. Wild are on a hot streak right now and just playing really well. And we talked about how the Flyers are going to be playing at home. It's not good, especially on a back-to-back. Um, and we've got the St. Louis Blues going into Philadelphia to play the Flyers here. Blues are, are doing really well. Um, they are... In their division, uh, they're sitting third behind Colorado and Minnesota uh, with 64 points and on the road, 11, 8, and 4. But again, we look at Philly at home, not pretty, 8, 12, and 4. Um, so we're going to be parlaying those together because individual money lines are not good. So wild over the Senators and lose over the Flyers. Nice, man. Like it, like it, like it. My two best bets. First one, we're going Seattle. Seattle University over New Mexico State. Plus one. I also like them on the money line. They're going to be at home. This is a battle for the WAC conference right here. These are the two best teams in the WAC. Um, so I expect this one to be a good game. So I'm going to lean the home team getting the point. I know it's only a point, but we're going to take it. Second best bet, we're going Samford. Yes, out of Birmingham, Alabama. The Southern Conference. This is actually one of my favorite teams to watch in college basketball this year. I mean, they absolutely shoot the three-pointer well. They really rely on it, to be honest. So if they don't shoot the three well, they usually lose. But they're at home, and they're very good at home. They've won their last five in a row at home, six of their last seven, eight of their last nine at home so i like them here in this spot against a very bad citadel team the citadel dude if you are the citadel you're probably not a good college basketball team and i agree with that on this game we're taking sanford minus seven baby let's light up that scoreboard let's get this w love it love it love it love it all right four and oh this week let's do it but it is time to move back to our beer section and it is time to review these beers. You had some great, uh, some great beers that you mentioned earlier. Let's move back to those. So tell me, what are we grading these beers? Yeah. So the PB and B by uh, by Newtopia Cider, I think it was a good beer. I liked it. It was uh, tasty. I'm not a big cider guy, but this one was actually pretty good, dude. It was very unique. It didn't have overwhelming peanut butter, which usually a lot of these peanut butter beer, peanut butter and jelly beers and cider. Well, this is the first cider I've ever had, but usually the beers are like overwhelming peanut flavor, dude. Like it feels like I'm fucking eating peanuts, basically. 
You know what yeah. I mean? This one much different. I like this one. We get a four, five out of five. And I would definitely buy it again. And I would definitely drink that shit again, dude. Like that shit was very good. Like that's a cider I would like in my fridge, especially to have company over. Cause I would like be like, yo, y'all gotta try this. Um, this okay. haze on the horizon. It's a good hazy IPA. It's it's not the best hazy IPA. And you're gonna hear me say that a lot because I've had a, a lot of good IPAs and a lot of good hazy IPAs. Um yeah. so my you know I'm I'm a more tough judge on those. This one was good though, dude. And Cor- Coronado never disappoints. Like it's definitely a good hazy IPA. It doesn't have a ton of coconut flavor, which is good uh, for me because I don't. I'm not a big coconut mm-hmm. fan. But it's. I give it a four out of five. It's it's not my favorite IPA, hazy IPA. I would drink it again. I may buy it again. Depends on what else is in that fridge that I'm shopping. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. it's a it's a good one, dude. It's a good one. It's a good pint, dude. How are yours? You got both of them still? Yeah, I left a, an inch in uh, in my first one because both of these are loggers. So I, I really want to con- kind of compare the two together yeah. um, to, to give my numbers here. So I've uh, I've been going back and forth because there's there's just a little bit of difference here. Um, so the first one that I had, again, uh, was the Barrel Brothers, and this was the Fresh Rinse, which is a shower beer. It is a crisp, clean American lager. Um, nice. This was the four, both of these actually were 4.2%, uh, which is a good thing for me, um, but also kind of gives a good balance on how I'm going to rate these. Um, both of them were great. I, I really enjoyed both uh, in different ways. Um, I'm going to give the first, which was the, the fresh rinse. I'm going to give that one a four out of five. Um, a great beer it was definitely something that i i will definitely go back to um if i can't get the second beer um so but this is the this is definitely something that i will drink all the time um it is a quality beer that is you know something that you can you know really sip on during cold weather or sorry hot weather and um it is uh it's definitely a beer to go to Barrel Brothers being just about, you know, hour, two hours north of me. Um, I have been to that brewery and it is quality. Um, so I will, uh, you know, definitely support them. And I'd love to try this on tap too. I think that would be awesome. Awesome oh, yeah. to have. Oh, yeah. So we're going to give this one a four. And then we're going to give the second beer, which was the local brewing company out of San Francisco. We're going to give this one a 4.25. Um, it was a great great beer it just had a little bit more taste a little bit more um kind of depth to the beer itself and it was definitely something that i i enjoyed and again can really just sip on and you know enjoy more than just one of these beers because it is so light and does have that crispiness to it um so four and then a 4.25 Oof. so Four quality, four two quality, five, dude. Quality stuff. Um, great, great loggers for me. But all right. Well, that was the podcast, everyone. Thank you for uh, listening. Make sure to uh, try out any of these beers that you uh, you've heard on the podcast or any of our podcasts before. Check out tavour.com. Download the Tavour app and uh, 
you know, you'll be able to get some of these beers that, uh, you know, we will be drinking in the future. Make sure to uh, check us out on our socials. We are on Instagram. We are on Twitter. If you go to Instagram, we are at Taproom Sports Podcast. If you go to Twitter, we are at Taproom underscore sports. You can check out Jordan's. Always putting up great bets, which is at Jordan all Rules right, TSP. All right, all right. We're on Facebook. Just search Taproom Sports Podcast or go to our website, www.taproomsportspodcast.com. Make She's sure to check revamped. out APR on Thursdays. Getting, the, the website is getting revamped. Not yet. It is. But it, I'm like working on a background. Or, or In the process. So. Yep. Make sure to check out uh, APR on Thursdays as Jordan Steady and Eddie and I are going to be going uh, in and out of, uh, you know, talking the offseason news and uh, you looking at the USFL. Yes, sir. Uh, make sure to. Something to bet on, go. baby. Make sure, there we go. Make sure to check out uh, TSP Wagers. Jordan and I build some bets off of uh, two games, usually NBA and NHL, while we're in this season. And make sure to check out uh, In the Game with Jordan. And he is uh, bringing in people from different podcasts to uh, you know, really check out just, you know, fun, you know, sports, yes. facts, knowledge. Every and, episode uh, has been dope and it like has a special person for a special topic. This week, I got my guy Irving coming on. He's from Land of Troy podcast. So we're going to be talking some USC football and also NFL draft because he is a big, like, obviously, he focuses on college football. So going to be a dope episode if you're into NFL and NFL draft. You're definitely going to want to tap in. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, y'all. We will see you next week. I'm Big Ball and Beth Larson. All right, all right. right. Stacks on stacks on stacks, lads. We are out of here. Y'all have a great week.